Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Welcome, everyone. It is Monday, November the 14th, 2022. It is currently 12.05 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. And I have been busy for the last hour trying to find some audio that I could download and then upload into the software so that I could play for you. And trust me, I didn't want to play the audio. I did not want to play the audio for you because it's shocking, disturbing. But what is strange is the people who originally broadcasted the audio has removed the ability to download it from their website. It is really weird. Like if you go to their website and you look up that particular program that aired, I believe, on November the 3rd, 2022, all, the, the program is called Morning Edition, and all of the episodes of that program are right there available. You can just hit download, 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 download until you get to the story in question, and the download button has been magically removed. I wonder why they would remove the download button for just one episode. I I wonder why. Well, let's just say controversial would be an understatement. To say disturbing would be an understatement. To say horrific and horrible would be an understatement. But that is the reality. Maybe someone out there can find the audio I don't, well, I don't know if anyone, I don't know if anyone wants to hear it, but I think in some ways we need to hear it. Now, if you, in the notes, in the listen notes for this episode, I have placed a link so that you can go listen to the audio for yourself. Only if you want to, but you need to be warned, it's not pleasant to listen to. What am I referring to? Well, before I tell you the broadcast, before I tell you anything about it, Let me tell you this. We're getting ready to be talking about abortion. And I know whenever you mention abortion, especially in 2022, especially in this culture, immediately fighting and arguing and yelling and and it's my choice, no choice. Everyone just starts fighting. And for me, I, I think so much of the time we yell and scream and nobody is listening to the other person. Everybody's just yelling and screaming. Everybody's got their signs and, and no, my choice. No. And everybody yells and screams. And for me, I, I can't stand the yelling and the screaming and the fighting about it. For me, it just comes down to this, the baby in the womb. See right there, I already give away my perspective, right? That thing inside the womb of a woman, is that a baby? If it's a baby, then I'm against abortion. If it's not a baby, well, then I'm not against abortion. But if it's a baby, we refer to it as a baby, right? Right? We, we, when women, when they talk about the, the baby they're carrying, they, they refer to it as their baby and they talk about it moving and kicking. And when does it become a baby? To me, it's just a matter of if it's a life then okay, I can understand all of the other issues and I'm willing to listen to anyone who's gone through it and and their emotions, but it just comes down to it. Is that a baby? Is that a living being? And if it is, should we not want to protect it? 
protect it so that it can live and not use a procedure to end its life. I know others would say it's not a life. So that's really the debate. Now, at some point, I think there's there's no way to deny it. You may want to argue, well, very early on, it's not a life. But at some point, you have to acknowledge clearly it's a living being. It's got its own brainwaves, its own heartbeat. It, 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 I mean, it moves. It, it reacts to sound and all the different things that occurs. Clearly, it's alive. At what point we could have that conversation? But everyone, you would think at some point would go, okay, at that point, it's clearly a baby. At that point, it's clearly living. So where? So what I always look for is where can we agree that it becomes a living being? Like at what point will you acknowledge it's a living being? Some will say it's not a living being until it's outside of the womb, um, which is just crazy. But it, it it's, oh, it's just, it's a, such a... It's such a horrible debate because we because we're not debating something theoretically. We're not we're not we're not debating an idea. We're not debating a concept. We're debating whether something is a human being or not. Right. Right. In other words, there is a human being and and their life hangs in the balance. So it's very hard for me to like like we can argue and debate. But at some point, we're just arguing words. There's something more here. Well, that's what we're going to be talking about. And here's the reason we're going to be talking about it. NPR, National Public Radio. I subscribe to all of their podcasts, Morning Edition, All Things Considered, Consider This, NPR uh, News Now. I mean, I, I can go out the weekend, uh, Saturday weekend edition, Sunday weekend edition. I don't even remember. Pop culture. There's so many NPR podcasts. I subscribe to all of them. I started listening to NPR as a teenager in the in the 1980s. Our, 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 I don't remember exactly which year, but our local NPR station, uh, which is uh, the, the station is located on the campus of uh, Abilene Christian University, ACU. And the station was, uh, when it first came on the air, it was primarily uh, classical music. And I was like, oh, a classical music station in, in the local area. If you know anything about me, I love music, every genre of music. So I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to really dig into this station and learn as much about classical music as I can. But then I, I noticed that at certain times of day, they aired the NPR news programs, all things considered, which is the afternoon morning edition, which is in the morning. And um, I liked the way they did the news. I liked uh, I liked everything about it, the way it sounded. And so I've, I've been listening to NPR forever. Oh, obviously, I don't always agree with their perspectives, obviously. Uh, but I, I've listened to it because I try to listen to news from every different source. Now, typically, when you turn into NPR, you expect to, well, hear the news. But recently, November the 3rd, I believe to be exact, on the morning edition uh, that, that's the name of the program. Well, they decided to broadcast the audio of a pregnant woman having an abortion procedure at 11 weeks. They aired this on the news program. A woman having an abortion on the air. Now, you may not have heard much about this. You may not even care but it raises many questions. First, my thing is, if they're so proud of it, why have you removed the download button? Why is the download button for just for that particular segment magically gone? That Someone needs to answer that question. 
But this is now being talked about in, on some um, different Christian websites. For example, uh, the Christian Post. Here's their headline. Headline. This is how NPR is able to justify abortion broadcast. Ordinarily, or they, I'm sorry, ordinary Americans would be the correct way to say this. Ordinary Americans listened with shock and horror recently as National Public Radio callously broadcast audio of a pregnant woman having an abortion procedure at 11 weeks. On their radios, the entire nation heard the electric vacuum turn on, which has 10 to 20 times the suction power of a household vacuum, while a woman in stirrups awaits the abortionist's procedure. Within minutes, the unborn baby is suctioned from the mother's womb, despite the woman's cry of, I can't, with the nurse calmly reassuring her that she can, and then exclaiming, once the baby was gone, you did it. I, I, I don't really have words for this. Now, I, of course, I understand if you don't believe it's a life, you don't believe it's anything but a tissue, then by all means, you're going to broadcast it because you're like, it doesn't matter. But you would think that if you're a news program, you would at least consider there are millions of people who believe what you're doing is murdering and killing a baby. I think maybe there would be a different way to approach this, maybe. So let me read that again. On their radios, the entire nation heard the electric vacuum aspirator turn on which has 10 to 20 times the suction power of a household vacuum. Now, please note, the entire nation may not have been listening to it on the radio, but lots of people subscribe to the podcast, the morning edition. I know I do, all right? So, so they, they turn on the vacuum aspirator, um, which has 10 to 20 times the suction power of a household vacuum. The woman is in stirrups, awaits the abortionist procedure. Within minutes, the unborn baby is suctioned from the mother's womb, Despite the woman's cry of, I can't, with the nurse calmly reassuring her that she can, and then exclaiming, once the baby was gone, you did it. Never once does NPR stop and question the diabolical nature of the act, the killing of an innocent unborn child. Nor does NPR follow the science about babies at 11 weeks of gestation or discuss common complications and after effects of an abortion. Now, if you think you're going to cover this, you would think. Now, and let, let me make this very clear. Let me make this very clear. Let me make this very clear. The, one of the major issues with news media, period, today, I don't care if it's left or right, is it, it's all about a perspective and an agenda instead of getting all the facts and sharing all the perspectives. So I, I get just as frustrated with Fox News as I will with NPR. I get just as frustrated because I don't want opinions. I just want facts. And if you're going to say, 
we're going to talk about abortion today and we're going to have, we're going to discuss abortion and we're going to let you hear an abortion occur in real time. We're going to do that. But at the same time, we're going to talk about all the complications that could come from it. We're going to talk about the different arguments about the development of a, of a fetus, if they use that word, at 11 weeks, et cetera, et cetera. If they wanted to do an hour long and cover all the different perspectives, I may still disagree with some of the perspectives, but at least I could hear all of the perspectives. But they obviously did not bother to do that. Let me go through that again. Never once does NPR stop and question the diabolical nature of the act. Of course, they don't see it as a a diabolical act. They see it as just a surgical procedure, removing tissue. That's how they see it. So I understand at least their perspective, but the news agency should at least realize not everyone sees it that way. There are other perspectives here, but okay. So never once do they stop to question this. And, and the uh, NPR article, or the, the, not the NPR, the Christian Post article refers to it as the killing of an innocent unborn child. Nor does NPR follow the science about babies at 11 weeks of gestation or discuss common complications and the after effects of an abortion. One way NPR and other pro-abortion advocates justify such heinous acts is to convince themselves and the public that the unborn child is not a real human being. And they say that one of the ways they do this is to deny the science, to deny the science, to deny the science. Now, that term has become very loaded, right? That, that's a very loaded, I, I hate the fact that it has, but we saw this during the whole NPR, uh, the, the, not the NPR, we, we saw this during the whole COVID situation where both sides claim, you're denying the science, the anti-vax, you're denying the, uh, the science, the pro-vaccine, you're denying the science, those who want to wear a mask and social distance, yeah, you and those, versus those who don't, both sides claiming you denied the science. So sadly, the term now has lost any real meaning because everyone believes that their perspective is the scientific one. So the same thing happens in abortion. Those who believe in abortion and support it, like, you deny the science, it's not a baby, it's just tissue, and, and the other side's like, no, you deny the science, it's a baby, and well, it's, it's sad when everyone claims the other side is denying the science, seeming to infer that the science is whatever we want to make it. And that's really what has happened in our society, is that truth no longer exists, and now opinion has become truth, perspective has become truth. And all, as long as you have your perspective, it doesn't matter. You can, if you, if you want to believe the election was stolen, you say it. If you want to believe the election, what you say, and, and nobody cares about the facts. Nobody believes they have to find the facts, research the facts. Everyone thinks that they are right. So now facts and truth is really just what we want to make it. And that's a bad place for society to be in. But to deny the science, as they put it, the article continues. But one can no longer plead ignorance and claim that this unborn child is simply a blob of tissue or, as NPR described the baby, just pregnancy tissue. Science is simply too advanced to ignore the truth. You would think that it is. 
You'd think science is too advanced for anyone to ignore the truth, but the problem is people ignore the truth on all sides. They ignore the truth about vaccines. They ignore the truth about masks. Or it doesn't, everyone thinks that they've got it figured out. And then you say one thing on, on a podcast, immediately you'll get the emails. Look, you're wrong. Here's the facts. And you can send them facts back. But no, your facts are garbage. No, your facts are garbage. No, your facts are garbage. No, your facts, your facts. And it's just at some point you're just like, what's the point? And that's that's a bad place for society to get into. But we see this with the abortion. Those who say, no, 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 you can't deny the science. It's a baby. And they're like, no, you're denying the science. It's not a baby. Do you realize how, like, that paralyzing that is when society gets to the point that now truth and facts are just whatever whatever you want the facts to be. You find the facts that support your ideology, and that's truth. And so I mean, I, someone said, what's the answer? I don't know anymore. Used to the answer was, okay, we're going we're gonna to debate, we're going to argue, and we're going to figure out what the facts are. And then the facts will prove which one of us is right. But now both sides claim to have facts. Both sides claims to ha- claim to have truth. Both sides now claim to have science on their side. It doesn't matter what you argue. You can argue about transgenderism. You can. It doesn't matter what you argue. Everyone's got scientific facts to prove they're right. And it's just, um, I, I don't even know what to do. But the article says science is too advanced to ignore the truth. I wish that was the case, but... When, when truth is now defined by our own opinion, then I, you can ignore any truth because you just have your own truth. But they go on to say, today, modern science reveals the humanity of the unborn child developing inside a womb. Like never before, the granny black and white dots of ultrasound from the 70s have been replaced with crisp, clear 3D and 4D images that reveal the developing unborn child in stunning detail throughout all stages of pregnancy and in part. Because of these advancements, almost every day we hear another story about how cutting-edge medical care is using life-saving surgical techniques to treat tiny unborn babies inside the womb before they are born. Those unborn children are treated as distinct patients separate from their mother, and that's very important. If, If now in medicine we're doing medical care for the baby in the womb, you can't just say it's pregnancy tissue. What are you doing to the pregnancy tissue? No, you're doing a surgical, you're doing medical procedures on the unborn baby inside the womb. You're treating it as a person, as a distinct patient from the mother. So you, on one hand, you can't, hey, we've got these new procedures. We can go in and help this unborn baby. And then, But in another clinic, you're using a vacuum to suck out the unborn baby and say, it's not a baby, it's just tissue. The, the, the inconsistency at times is startling, crazy, and insanity. But what, what should we expect? And a culture, and sadly, even within Christianity, where truth has been cast aside, Truth is lying beaten and bloodied and battered in the street and everyone's just stepping over its broken body because now truth is whatever anyone wants to be, what, what anyone wants it to be. 
We watched this with the with Christians running around about the, the election was stolen. And you're like, well, where are the facts? And no facts are found. Do they repent? No, they keep going with it. And over and over and over. Christians saying absolute lies about COVID and COVID. Saying absolutely insane things about the vaccine. Doesn't matter. Because so it, it, it's inside the church. It's outside the church. Truth has been reduced to whatever you want it to be. Well, then we can't resolve any problem. That's that's the, the sad part here. The medical news website, MedPage, to, uh, okay, they've got this written very weird. I'll just, I'm going to read it this way. The medical news website, MedPage Today, recently published an article. It is time for non-confrontational discussions of the unborn child humanity. Now, I think it is. It is time for non-confrontational discussions of the unborn child humanity. We we don't need to have yelling and screaming, but we need to have a non-confrontational discussion about that that child inside, that, that thing inside of you. That's it, does it have humanity? Is it a baby? Is it is it a life? Now, I know that's very, 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 can become extremely emotional for anyone who's had an abortion. And I can't even imagine that. Don't even want to in any way minimize that. But no matter how bad or horrible or emotional the situation is, I'm not saying that that means you need to have a conversation with that particular person. But in general, we need to be able to, ha- we, ha- we must be able to have non-confrontational discussions about the facts, about the truth. The problem is in our society, we can no longer have non-confrontational discussions about anything because one, everyone thinks, no one knows what the truth is because everyone thinks truth is simply what they think it to be. So so it's a complete societal breakdown on all levels, on all subjects. The minute you say something, you're like, how dare you say that you offend me? Well, whoa, 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 whoa. how about a non-confrontational discussion about what the truth is. Now, this uh, website published an article authored by anonymous pediatricians who stated, whether a child is inside their mother does not matter when deciding to treat them with care and dignity. Does our location determine our value? Sophisticated treatments of preborn children prove that just because of their location does not determine our value as human beings. In other words, just because uh, uh, the the sophisticated treatments of preborn children prove that intrauterine location does not determine our value as human beings. Yet somehow, in a strange Orwellian-type society, when an abortion clinic uses a high-powered suction machine to intentionally end the beating heart of an unborn baby— these facts are twisted and ignored to justify such inhumane treatment. The baby is no longer a baby separate from the mother. The blatant disregard for life when convenient to pro-abortion propaganda is nauseating. And I agree. What NPR described as pregnancy tissue during the abortion broadcast was in fact an 11-week-old baby that had formally formed fingers and toes eyelids, a nose, already displayed a preference for using the right or left hand when sucking his or her thumb. By 11 weeks, the baby already had 4,000 distinct anatomical parts or 90% of the the named body parts found in an adult. 
anatomical, if I can speak correctly this, uh, this morning. So let's read that again. When, what NPR described as a pregnancy tissue during the abortion broadcast was in fact an 11-week-old baby that had fully formed fingers and toes, eyelids and a nose, and had already displayed a preference for using the right or left hand when sucking his or her thumb. By 11 weeks, the baby already had 4,000 distinct anatomical parts, or 90% of the named body parts found in an adult. Sorry, it's just hard for me to read. That, that, I mean, it's a baby. By 11 weeks, just seconds before the abortion procedure, the baby was alive and active. In fact, scientists have determined that at 11 weeks, the unborn baby has brain activity and doesn't stay still for more than 13 minutes at a time. Prior to being aborted, the baby had a beating heart. Science confirms that by 11 weeks, the baby's heart would have been beating rhythmically with a heart rate of 168 beats per minute and would have already uh, beat over 9 million times. If the, abortionate, if the abortionist hadn't ended the baby's life, science tells us that the same heart could have beat 45 million more times before birth and over 3 billion more times into adulthood, constantly pumping blood through the entire human body for a lifetime. Once again, NPR and the mainstream media deny and obscure what science reveals about the humanity of every unborn child and what we instinctively know to be true. And NPR has decided that you can't download the audio to that particular episode. They broadcasted it, but now you can't download it. It's really bizarre that the download button has been removed. I, I, I just, I spent an hour looking for it, looking for it, looking for it. And then I, and then I finally found it. And I'm like, okay, okay, there it is. I can doubt. And I'm like, the, 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 the segment right before it, download button is there. Segment right after it, download button is there. That download button has been, that's purposely, they don't want, they don't want that to be downloaded. Because if it's downloaded, it can be easily shared. Now you can still share the program or maybe they don't want it downloaded because they want people to share the link, knowing because of its controversy, everyone will then have to go to their website to listen to it there. I, I don't know. There's some reason that it's just, I mean, it makes no sense that it's on all the others, but for that one, it's gone. Uh, they, they may try to claim because of its sensitive nature, but it wasn't too sensitive just to air on the radio. Once wasn't too sensitive to send to podcast apps all over the place. And, and I possibly could play it from the website. I possibly could play it from the website and it would still work in the studio, but typically I download the audio. I would have to test that. But that's really ne- neither here nor there. I just find it interesting that that's gone. What is, I guess from my perspective, obviously I believe abortion is the taking of a human life. I believe it's horrible. I believe it's murder. I believe it's hor- frightening. I understand all of the the circumstances surrounding the issue, and I understand all the discussions that can can happen there. And I want to be sensitive to anyone and everyone. I clearly, want to be sensitive to anyone who's ever had an abortion. In Christ Jesus, you can be completely forgiven. Your sins can be removed as far as the east is from the west, can be thrown into the deepest ocean to never be remembered again. You will be covered in the perfect righteousness of Jesus Christ. So there is forgiveness. There is restoration. 
Sometimes Christians forget to tell people that. We just want to condemn. But my concern about this, this whole article, is I understand the article is perplexed and confused and very upset with NPR about it, and I understand. It's just crazy the way they approached it. But the article seems to be very aware that NPR justifies the abortion by claiming it's just pregnant tissue. And they're like, they can't deny the truth. The scientific facts are right here. But I want to step back and not just look at it from there. We've got a broader problem in all of society. We, we aired uh, the, a segment from American Family Radio, right? a Christian radio network, where they broadcast all the, they broadcasted all of these claims about the midterm election being stolen and not being, not being fair, not being accurate. Now, of course, if Republicans won, it was fair and accurate. If a Democrat won, it was not fair and, and, and not accurate. They provided no evidence. They provided no proof. They did not provide a counterpoint. They did not call it into question. They just went full-blown conspiratorial propaganda. And Christian Radio did that. So here's what I want to say. If NPR can say, hey, that baby is just pregnancy tissue, and Christian radio can say lies about an election or COVID or whatever and not give the facts and truth, then in reality, the problem, see, transcends both whether Christian or non-Christian. It transcends whether worldly NPR or Christian radio. The, there's, a, there's a problem that transcends it all, and the problem is truth has been murdered Truth has been killed. And what I mean by that is we've killed truth for the sake of our own opinion. Our own opinion has now become reality. Our own thinking now has become truth. And whatever facts contradicts our truth, we say is fake news, is fraudulent, is not accurate. You, you literally cannot have a conversation with people about anything anymore. I mean, you know how this works. People can believe any concept and you'll call it into question. They're like, no, no, don't accept that. 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 Because the the truth is now determined by one's own personal opinion and preference. Instead of taking our thoughts and opinions and preferences to truth and allowing truth to be the judge, we now just create truth to justify our perspective. This is a deep-rooted problem. And if here's what happened. There was a period of time where the church was all worried about how relativism, right? How relativism was creeping into the culture and it was spreading and it was becoming the dominant philosophical concept and it was a danger to the church. Well, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, we've, we left the danger of relativism in the dust. That's in a, that's in three universes behind it. We're, we're, we're like an, we're moving ahead through space and we're like in another, we're like four or five universes ahead of it because because we've left the con relativism relativism is not even the issue anymore. The issue is now every person now determines reality for themselves. They define reality, they determine reality, and anything that goes against their perception of reality is fake, is fraudulent, and is not true, or is a part of some grand conspiracy to fight against the truth as they define it as they see it. 
And if Christians have fallen into that same trap, then it's impossible for us to argue with NPR going, no, 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 no. Science proves that's a baby. When so many other cases, we would be like, we don't care what the science says. It's a grand conspiracy. It's fake. Like one second, we're like, no, science says. And the next minute, we're like, science doesn't prove anything. We go against science. It, this is a this is a crisis of tr- we're we're facing a crisis of reality. Forget the cri- the crisis of truth is. We're, we, we, I think what we should say not only has truth been killed, reality has been killed. Reality is now whatever we want it to be. That's where society has led to us. That that's where that's what society has brought us to this point. And it's 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 a frightening. It's a frightening concept. Let me help you just so that I want you to go listen to the NPR story for yourself. So let me help you find it really quick, all right? The NPR. Now, first, it's in the listen notes as a link. But if you do a search on Google for this, now this is long, but you'll, if you'll do a search for inside a Michigan clinic, patients talk about abortion and a looming statewide vote. So this was in a Michigan abortion clinic is supposedly where this occurred. Inside a Michigan clinic, comma, patients talk about abortion and a looming statewide vote. And it originally aired November the 3rd on Morning Edition. Now, the link in the listen notes is there in the description. You can you can follow that that you can copy that link and then paste it in your uh, browser and you should be able to find it. It's 11 minutes long. It's 11 minutes long. But I think that's the issue here. But I wanted to at least bring this to everyone's attention. It's, it's, I mean, I mean, I guess in some ways it does show us the, the, the state of things in 2022, because no, most people haven't paid much attention to this. Most people have not given, I'm glad Christian Post at least brought it up. Now, the Christian Post, what they should have done is the there is an embed code. There is an embed code for the audio, and the Christian Post website could have embedded the audio because that's why they give you the embed code. So um, the Christian Post should have embedded the audio. That, that's a failure on their part because then I could have just pointed you to the Christian Post, and then you could have listened to the audio from there. They don't even provide a link to the audio in the Christian Post. Oh, I, maybe they do. Maybe they do have a hyperlink. Maybe they do. I'd have to go back and look. I think that's how I ended up finding the link. So maybe they do have a hyperlink, but they could have embedded the audio. So you could have just listened to it from right there. It's what they should have done. But I, I just think it demonstrates that, that this really didn't get much attention. Everyone just kind of moved on. And I understand why, because that's kind of where we are in society right now. We've got, we've got to get back to truth and reality. And I'm going to say this, and, and I'll end with this, and I'm no, I may offend a lot of Christians. Before we start pointing our finger to confused, lost people who refer to a baby as pregnancy tissue, we need to look to your church, my church, your, you, you as a Christian, me as a Christian, your Christian friends, my Christian friends, and look at how often they deny reality. And they're living in some alternate reality with half-truths, conspiracy theories, misinformation, wrong information, and they are going around speaking lies instead of speaking the truth, 
and they're, they bear false witness, they gossip, they slander. We need to look at our own selves because if we can't establish a clear principles on truth, reality, facts, and research, then we can't blame the world for not getting it right because we live, we as Christians, our worldview seems to say to us, there is absolute truth. There is right, there is wrong. It's not about opinion, it's about facts. But Christians have abandoned that concept just as much as those in the world. Now, they may have used their denial of reality to say a baby is pregnancy tissue, but Christians have abandoned reality in so many different ways that we, at times, become a laughingstock. I think that's the hard truth. And I know people get mad at me, but I tend to look, I tend to take what's happening in the news and look at to, uh, uh, to us as Christians, not looking to the, I don't expect the world to get things right. I don't expect the world to understand truth and reality. Their worldview, they're God. They determine truth and reality. But for us, we're not God. And we believe truth and reality is not something we define or create. But yet many times we find ourselves acting the same. All right, you can give me your thoughts on all of this. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. I apologize for any of my stumbling over words in the article, but it was it was emotional just reading some of it. Just all just the development of a baby and just realized live on radio, that baby that was developed that way was just gone. Was there? And just gone. That's, I was having a hard time trying to read the article because my mind was just trying to picture that, the reality of that concept. The, the, the baby was there and then the baby was just gone. All because of a vacuum and just. So when I was reading the description, anatomical, and uh, I can't remember some of the other words, I apologize, but I, I am a, I'm not a robot. I'm not a robot. Uh, I'm a human being. And uh, it's a a hard subject. It's a hard subject. But just know, and please, as a Christian, anyone who's ever had an abortion, please share to them the forgiveness that's found in Jesus Christ. Complete and utter forgiveness. Forgiveness. Sins are washed away completely, all right? Covered in the righteousness of Christ. Sometimes I think they need to hear that more than anything because I think deep, 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 deep down, they know something was wrong. That, I mean, even in that audio clip, we weren't able to listen to the audio clip, but the description of it, and the woman is like, I can't, I can't, I can't. The woman, the woman is emotional. What, what is she emotional about? If it's just tissue, what is she upset about? If it's just tissue... Now, you could say, oh, it hurts, but I mean, there seems like there's an emotional, there's something deeper going on there. All right, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. Would love to get your thoughts and feedback on this very, very, very emotional story. Thanks for listening. God bless.